August. Sweetheart, I really need this party to be a success because Zelda Grantham is in need of some entertainment. Do you think you can provide that for us tonight? Of course I can. So entertainment is key. That's good to know. She has a lot going on being a rising star. You know this. And the stressors of this, common people don't understand it. But I believe that the weight of her success is starting to get to her. And she needs to know that it's fun at the top. Do you understand that? Of course. Do you know, is, is there someone in particular she wants to speak with? Or does she just want to commune with spirits? I think communing with spirits would be best. It might get a little heavy if she starts talking about, oh, my grandmother this. I think it's just kind of fun to have an abstract something. It, 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 that is possible, isn't it, for you to be able to communicate with um, uh, anyone, you know? I mean, what are, what are the chances that we'll uh, talk to, uh, like, a former president? Abraham Lincoln, is he on the, the table? Is he somebody that we could order? Like, do you have a menu is what I'm asking. The easiest way to contact spirits are to have people or places that are connected to those people. So unless Abraham Lincoln once uh, lived in Zelda's mansion, I, I don't think we're going to have much chance with him. I don't think he made it this far out west. I don't think so either. So in a way, if, if she just wants to speak to a spirit, that makes things easier because... Sometimes specific spirits might not be the particular plane that we're trying to summon, so... It's all Greek to me. (laughs) (laughs) You're the expert. I'm just here trying to facilitate. We will have an event, Rita. Don't you worry. I heard you were good, and now I believe it. (laughs) I feel comforted already. If your guests want to have an even more enlightened experience, I do have certain substances that can help facilitate. What are we talking about here, August? Well, uh, I feel like some people have their minds closed off to the spiritual realm. And I do have certain things with me that can help facilitate the experience for some that might feel closed off or want a heightened experience. That's all I'm saying. Oh my god. Can we get specific? Because I am a dabbler in the pharmaceuticals. I'm talking about LSD, Rita. Is that, e- uh, uh, is, is that even legal for you to be carrying around? That is, what am I saying? Of course it's not. I of course it. not. But Hollywood types don't seem to have much trouble with that type of thing. No, no. Uh, you are proving to be beyond my expectations. I. But you tell me, Rita, th- this, is, this is what you have envisioned. I'm just the, the mere agent of, of what's going to be a, a spectacular night. So if you think that's something that your guests would enjoy, I am happy to provide it. Let's put a pin on it. Some of these people that are coming m- might not be as open to such an experience right now. But let's feel it out. Right? Absolutely. I'll let that be your call entirely. Of course. Thank you so much. And I will see you tonight. Now, we will have many people gathered, but we're going to wait for the seance for just a select few. I'd like to uh, 
special invitation only. Oh, I, I totally understand. Having it be an exclusive event will only heighten the excitement. I agree. Some of these people coming to this party are a little bit of a bother, but that is the part we must play, is it not? We have to entertain even the most uh, uh, imbecilic of uh, individuals. I will see you tonight. I look forward to it. We see the hands of a woman on a steering wheel driving a pristine automobile down the Hollywood Hills. The sun is setting on the coast and she is driving a older woman, a star in the back. Tara, could you describe for us Haley? I'm a little taller than normal. I would say like 5'10 or 11. I have sandy blonde hair that I wear pushback and kind of greaser sort of style with a little curl that falls down the front. I'm wearing a real crisp white shirt and a black leather jacket uh, with buttons down the front. I wear driving gloves as well, of course. Those are black leather. And I just look real clean. Other than that, I don't wear a lot of makeup or anything like that. In the back seat is a woman that is known to many people in this town if they grew up watching her films in the 1930s and 40s. In the back seat is Joanne Lamore. Gail, could you describe for us Joanne Lamore? You say that she's known to everybody in this town, but she's known to everybody across the country, across the world, darling. She's gorgeous in a not very special way. In fact, most women in the 20s were not that great looking, but uh, (laughs) we had our ways, darling. So I'm enjoying this car. I'm enjoying my driver. She's amazing behind the wheel. I'm off to a party. I'm kind of tired of Hollywood parties, though. You've been invited to this party by... Zelda Grantham and well through Rita West, a friend of Zelda Grantham. And you all pull up to this mansion. It's a white two-story building with these large pillars in the front. There's a lot of brush that hides the backyard of this building, creating a lot of privacy. There is also to the left as you pull up, Haley, your job is to pull up to the front door, of course. And then off to the left of the building is a garage, very sizable garage, where many different drivers for different celebrities park their cars and hang out while their employers enjoy themselves. For this party, this is the first major choice of the game. Haley, the first option available to you, which is probably not available to everybody else, but I mean, they could always choose it, is the garage. You could hang out in the garage with the other drivers playing poker games and whiling away the night with them. You know for a fact that hanging out in this garage with these other drivers is usually an opportunity to just gossip about everybody's employer. (laughs) So that is an option. However, Haley is rather special because Haley is also a stunt driver. They've performed on camera, which means that they are more than accepted in the house. So that's an option. When Joanne Lamore exits the car, her coat is taken 
she can immediately see that there is a parlor in the house where people are hanging out in a sunken living room gathered around a producer named Art Berman. You can see through windows in the back a pool where some other individuals are looking up at the sky and uh, having conversations about the, well, who knows what. There is an upstairs area, which may not be for you all to go to, as it's presumably where Zelda Grantham and Walter Lamb, the owners of this house, have their bedroom and personal effects. There's also the kitchen, where a cook is preparing all these finger foods for people to eat tonight. Perhaps you wanted to go to the kitchen because you're a little more introverted. You'll probably see a little less action. Before we get started with this part, I would like to know what you all, where you all would want to go. Let's start with Haley, who lets Joanne out and drives and parks her car to the garage. Is she going to stay at the garage tonight? Or is she going to have fun? I don't know. It doesn't feel like the right place for me to be there in the garage the, tonight. There's something pulling me towards that house. You start making your way back up the driveway on foot. The sound of the gravel. You've got boots on, right? Like you got... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sound of the, the gravel of the driveway crunching under your, your boots. It's a little cool this evening for Los Angeles. The sun goes down. A little bit of a wind. Joanne Lamore, you enter the building... You enter the, the mansion, and you can see Art Berman, a producer of films, holding a court in the parlor, surrounded by, you can only presume, several actors and actresses who are listening to his stories, hoping to catch his attention and possibly get cast in a future film. Have I ever worked with him before? You have. It was one of the last movies you did for Goodrich. Then I kind of come up behind him and say, Art, darling, and do a side side cheek kiss. As soon as you say, Art, darling, from behind him, and you wrap your head around and peck him on the cheek, Art Berman goes, Oh, no. Oh, hey, <laughs> Joanne. I recognize that voice anywhere. Haven't heard that in a, such a long time. Are you boring these poor dears? Uh, don't start with that. Uh, we were all talking about, you know, cinema. The, the future of films. Oh, really? And what are we talking about, the future? Well, uh, I'm sure it would be of interest to you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not aware. This is Joanne Lamore. Oh, are they aware? If you say so. These guys are young. They may not have remembered your films i hit the guy next to me that's been standing around him and say you do you know how i am oh uh yes yes ma'am yes ma'am uh you were in revenge of the jungle queen see art everyone knows me now what about the future of cinema well uh what i was saying was is that uh Cinema, we're, we're... You, no, you. What do you think about the future of cinema? And I turn back to the guy who said, recognize me from Revenge of the Jungle Queen. Uh, and he he is this blonde-haired, beautiful-chinned, blue-eyed kid who oh, looks like him. so many blonde-haired, <laughs> beautiful-chinned, blue-eyed <laughs> actors that come through this town. He looks at you very wide-eyed. And you can actually see several of the other actors gathered around in this sunken living room, sitting in chairs, drinking cocktails, and they're looking and they almost look jealous because it's it's 
as if this guy is about to audition. Like he just got <laughs> called in for an audition. And he, he takes a breath and he says, the future of cinema is, it's, 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 it's probably on, on television. On television, you say? Oh, I thought we were going to talk more about in the theater. You, you. And I turn over to a young lady on the okay. other side of yes. art. What do you think? What do you think of the future of cinema is? Uh, it's more only colored pictures. No more black and oh, white. Oh, like the no. Technicolor. She is just like so baffled and on the spot. She's like also beating herself up going like, why didn't I have an answer prepared for this? Wait, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I think movies are great. Well, of course they're great. If they weren't great, nobody would live here. Right. I know. I'm stupid. I don't even know. Well, uh, what were you saying to them? What are you regaling these young people about the future of cinema? Well, it's funny that Dennis here mentioned the future being on TV because I happen to agree that the future of television is more films being on TV. Ah, films on TV. We've been trying to fight it for too long, and I think it's time to accept that we need to begin producing more movies and not holding up these ridiculous standards that doing television is somehow beneath us. It's the medium that the audience wants to ingest these films. But what about the great road shows? I mean, surely everyone wants to go out, be seen, get dressed up, get your popcorn. My God. And then watch Cleopatra on the screen. You are uh, delightful is the only way that I can uh, express it. Uh, But those that attitude, my dear Lamour, is antiquated at this time. Miss Lamour. Well, I'll leave you to it. Uh, you, you come with me. And I take the blonde-haired guy by the arm and just start making my way, my rounds yeah. to but see you who can I hear, know. You can hear like other people, like, oh my God, what? <laughs> He's looking back over his shoulder. Uh, Haley, when you walk into the, the building, you immediately see that Joanne has commandeered a young stud for the evening to be her arm candy which is probably <laughs> typical typical yeah. <laughs> where would you like to go you see these like bar of different foods and this spanish woman middle-aged spanish woman comes out uh through a door and puts another tray down of these little triangled sandwiches uh, all the crust has been cut off you're not sure what's on them and you see her pop back in to the kitchen probably something inedible as it always is or at these parties it's not real food <laughs> they don't serve here do you want to try some no i don't i give them a side eye as i walk past them i'll i'll eat when i get home it's fine uh <laughs> did you say there are people looking through a skylight somewhere there is a group of people in the backyard you can see through these windows there's a pool and there is a very scholarly looking gentleman with a vest on he doesn't look hollywood at all he's got glasses and he's showing a couple people through a telescope something in the sky oh that's exactly where i'm headed you go back there and you open the sliding door, slip back past Art Berman, like his inane ramblings about television and film uh, becoming one, and you close the door, leaving that behind. 
and you can feel the wind back on your face and it's refreshing and you hear this man speaking to this couple and the female she's looking through the viewfinder of this telescope and the guy the the scholarly gentleman the older man says you see that star right there that light that we're seeing is actually from thousands of years ago it's just now making its way to your eye and so what you're seeing is light from the past i know that probably doesn't make a lot of sense but you're actually looking back in time when you look at the night sky i just i, I think it's incredible and to the left uh of that that bright orb that is that is venus if i look up at the sky right now can i see any of that the sun is barely below the line so there's that kind of orange pink fade but you can start to see little dots in the sky of stars and you can try to train your eye in the direction of the telescope, and you can see a faint ball towards the bottom of the horizon that may be Venus. I'm going to finally take off my driving gloves and put them in my back pocket, and I'm going to light up a smoke, and I'll walk up to the fellow in the jacket, and I'll say, so what, uh, what lights Venus up then? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. What lights Venus up is actually the sun. We're seeing the reflection of the sun off of Venus's surface, and that's bouncing off and allowing us to see it. Uh, Venus's doesn't give off its own light source, as it were. It's just reflecting the sun's light. Similar to how when we see the moon, it's because we're seeing the light bouncing off the moon. And I just drag on my cigarette. I don't say anything else. Are you... My, my name is Dr... Uh, Doctor, I'm sorry, I, I, I hate introducing myself as doctor first. It seems very pretentious. My name is Nigel Morgan. Doctor, pleasure to make your acquaintance. My name is Haley. Oh. Haley Stone. Uh, uh, that is, that is, what a, 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 a beautiful name that is. Quite enjoyable. Do you, are, you, are you interested much in the uh, night sky? You know, my mama was quite a bit, yeah. Oh, really? Mm. That's fascinating. You know, we don't hear much about... Um, women being interested in these types of things, but I find it, I find it refreshing. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Yep. For those of you listening, it's the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sure is. Um... I don't think I mentioned that at the top of the show, but it's 1955 and Women were not thought to be much for sciences, mm -hmm. but that's okay. <laughs> we'll work around it. <laughs> she just always liked looking up at the stars. She was always curious about what was going on up there. Oh. I wouldn't say she was learned about it, but anyway. Well, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, I, I don't, um, I, I am so sorry. I don't recognize you from... For many pictures, are you are you in the business? Uh, you wouldn't. No, I. Well, uh, you wouldn't see my face very much. Very much. I'm a I'm a stunt driver. Oh well, that must be very exciting. I'm terrible with cars. They like me just fine. Well, it's very nice to meet you, Haley Stone. Likewise. May I have a turn? Oh uh, yes, madam. Uh, could you uh, allow uh, Miss Stone here to have a peek? And you look through this viewfinder and you can see this incredible bright ball in the sky that according to dr nigel morgan is 
Venus. And I step away, and my last comment is, just makes you feel so small. It does. But I find incredible power in that. I hope you do, too. I don't think I quite grasp that yet, but maybe someday. <laughs> Joanne, Rita West comes down the stairs, and leaning on her shoulder is Zelda Grantham. Zelda Grantham is the fiance, soon-to-be wife of Walter Lamb, who owns this this mansion. This is his building. You haven't seen Walter yet, but, and this is the first time that you've seen Zelda. And immediately people are excited to see her coming down the stairs. She looks rather beautiful. She has dark hair. It's done up in curls in the back. She has a uh, almost shimmering blue dress on. And you can see in her eyes, she looks a little tired, but you also get the impression that Rita is guiding her into the room. How well do I know Rita? Rita is an old hand around Hollywood. She's very well connected. And you know that she is very good friends with Walter Lamb. She's been in a lot of his movies as a supporting character. She's a comedian who often plays like some crazy ladies in the background or, you know, innkeepers and uh, mm-hmm. just kind of a character actress. But she often is featured in Walter Lamb's pictures over the years. Walter Lamb being significant star. I pause for a second i let go of the arm of the gentleman uh, who let me commandeer him thank you (laughs) (laughs) if he says thank you then i grab it back again (laughs) you hear rita go oh my god is that johan lamore i smile look at that zelda look joanne's here and zelda lifts her head up from rita's shoulder and sees you and she goes it's so good to see you. Oh, likewise, darling. And I actually go up to do like the cheek to cheek kind of kiss, kiss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Joanne, who is your uh, gentleman here? Oh, this is. What's your name, darling? And Rita starts laughing at the fact that you have no idea what his name is. He says, De- Dennis, ma'am. It's Dennis. Uh, Miss Grantham, it's really an honor to meet you. I, um, I-, I have watched all your movies and. Rita scrunches up her face. She's like, she's only been in five. (laughs) What do you... It's not impressive at all. Joanne, where do you find these people? Oh, we were just turning about the room, darling. I am so glad you came, Joanne. And she looks at Dennis and she goes, shoo, 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 do a lap. I help. (laughs) Shoo with my hand. He sulks off. (laughs) And she says, we have a special guest coming in. I know that you're into some of the spookier aspects of the, the world. And we have, we have somebody coming and it's going to be a very private affair after we get some of these people. And she gestures over at Art. <laughs> <laughs> Once we get rid of his crew, we're going to have somebody coming. He's a medium. <gasps> Isn't that exciting? Oh. And it looks like she's gesturing for you to play up the excitement of this isn't that great oh my i just i love a seance zelda will you be going zelda looks up at rita and says yes i think i am like yes oh it'll be such fun i think i'm gonna be sick and she turns around and goes back up the stairs i grab rita oh my god is she is she you know she is so anxious these last few days, Joanne, I can't even. I have just been at her side for 72 hours. 
And I don't, I don't know what to do with this young woman. What is it, darling? Wedding? No. Something, no. you know, more than wedding? Walter is, has taken a leave of absence. From his home? Yes. I guess you could word it that way. Yes, he's left his home. He's been gone for a, a few days. I don't think it's a big deal. He's an adult. And he's, uh, you know, Zelda's not used to being with older men who um, are very independent, like Walter. And I think she's stressing over it. And I am trying my best. I'm trying my best. Rita, she's not the type of girl. Like, she's not like you or me. She doesn't know these things. I understand. Believe me, I understand. I'm trying to smarten her up. Are you going to help get rid of this situation? Rid of the situation? Well, yes. What do you think I mean? uh, They should probably stop the engagement. Oh, I couldn't do that. Walter is set on marrying the girl. (sighs) And they have the films. They're going to make more of those Bachelor films. Mm. She just doesn't get that it's all about the the studio's want. Well, it's really what Walter wants. Mm. And you know Walter, whatever he wants. And Walter can take a long walk off a short pier. Listen, I'm going to give him what for when he comes back. I assure you, Mm. he didn't even tell me where he's gone. He just up and ran off. That's very odd. Very odd indeed. Yes. It is. Hmm. He has been prone to to go off on his own. The studios are aware. But even this, he at least lets people know that he's, um, he at least lets Goodrich know if he's leaving or something like that. But they're, they're about to shoot the film. He's working on something right now with Art over there. That's hmm. why Art's here, because he thought that maybe Walter would show up and don't much like him anyway. Do you want me to go talk to her? Yes. All right. And I head up the stairs. As you are heading up the stairs, the door opens and August Strom walks into the building. David, can you describe for us a little bit August Strom? Yeah, he's uh, somewhat tall, kind of uh, gaunt. I think he'd be considered more of an attractive man if he didn't just kind of have like, you know, a, a bit of a haunted, you know, gauntness to him a bit. But yeah, he's wearing a three-piece suit very well put together, and pe- people certainly notice that he's kind of a fidgety guy. You know, he, he certainly has, has what a lot of people would think of are kind of little ticks about him, and uh, is, is often just kind of like wringing his hands a little bit. But, uh, yeah, he strolls in and uh, starts uh, walking, walking the rooms, trying to talk to some of these Hollywood elites. What would you be interested in talking about? Rita immediately like opens her hands up and says, "Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. Please. And she's like, I'm not going to keep you. I want you to work the space. Of course, of course. Uh, who's going to be joining us tonight for the seance? Well, for sure, myself, because I can't, I'm paying for it. Zelda will be here. And I just got Joanne Lamore. I don't know if you're familiar. She was a big star, like, a dozen years ago, she will be uh, attending, and she loves the occult. Is that okay if I use that word? Is of that what you do? Of course it is. Well, I would love to introduce myself to some of the people that will be enjoying it later tonight. I, I can make the rounds. Lovely. Absolutely lovely. Uh, I'm going to let you do it. I don't want to uh, uh, cramp your style. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's August Strom. 
and she uh, hurries off. She's like, that's the last thing I'm going to do. And she she scurries off to the kitchen. Where would you like to go, Dave? You see a group of people in the living room and they're all looking at your, your way expectantly. You see Art Berman eyeing you and he doesn't know who the fuck August Trauma is and so he just kind of holds up his hand. Welcome to the party. Yeah, I can walk over and introduce myself. Please call me Augie. Okay. How do you know Zelda? I haven't yet had the pleasure. Uh, Rita asked that I come here. Uh, she's, uh, she's asked that I, I do a seance and help uh, people commune with uh, some of the spirits that might reside here in the home. <laughs> uh, a non-believer, Art. Okay. Are you being serious right now? I'm being absolute serious. But I understand that there's always skeptics aplenty. If you're not someone that believes yeah. in the arts, I doubt that uh, Rita will give you an invite. Uh, 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 what is this? this uh, it's a, a private affair, a little private seance. You're not going to do this for the whole group? Is that, are we not good enough? Or are you just wilt, uh, weeding out the skeptics? Is that it? I, 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 I've, I've seen people like you. And it's, uh, I, I don't want to say, because we're all having a pleasant evening and it's not my house, but I have opinions. Well, Art, unfortunately, my profession is filled with pretenders. I understand your, your cause for skepticism, but let me ask you this, Art. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in an afterlife? I believe in receipts. I believe in ink and paper. You're in the black or you're in the red. That's ah, what I believe in. You're a pragmatic man. A man that has to see what is real. That's right. And it's led me to a very successful career where I don't have to um, prey upon the imaginations of, of women who are susceptible to a smooth talker and whims of fantasy. Well, I respect your skepticism, but I certainly provide a service that people that have lost, lost their loved ones find invaluable. To have an actual conversation with people that have answers to questions that they must know or, or just want the capability to say goodbye. Now, that doesn't fit into your dogma, but it is just as real as your receipts. I think that's where we differ, sir. And you can see him starting to get a little red in the face. And he says, if you think I, I wasn't going to get involved, but now that I'm starting to hear more and more of what you're selling, the more I feel like it is my duty to stand up for the honor of Zelda Grantham while her husband-to-be is away. If you think that you're going to walk in here and you are going to manipulate this woman's finances out of her uh, pocketbook for your fantastical uh, uh, games and flim-flam, I assure you that I will not stand for it. And I would wish for you to leave. Well, Art, the evening's already bought and paid for. If you don't want to show, you shouldn't come. And I walk away. I see. And you can hear him in the distance. Do you hear that? <laughs> is that what kind of party we're coming to? Is that what this is supposed to be? I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit for here and watch this. He says, as he is standing up. 
Joanne Lamore, you go upstairs and there is a couple of rooms up here, but there is one room, the bedroom is half open and you can see Zelda Grantham in her very pretty dress face down on her mattress, head on her pillow, breathing heavily. Yoo-hoo. Zelda. Hmm. Aw. Zelda. Dear. She rolls over a little bit. What? What is it? What does Rita want? Rita does not want anything. What do you want? She always wants something. She wants me to check on you. What? I just, I'm a little tired. I told her that. I'm just a little tired. I don't think I'm I'm ready. I'm not in the mood for all of this. There's too many people downstairs. I I just don't feel well. Oh, Zelda. Is it anxiety over Walter? He's gone. Gone? He just left. He didn't even say anything to me. Well, doesn't he he do this all the time? No, not to me. He at least says, he at least says where he's going. And I just, I feel trapped. I just feel trapped in this house. Well, do you want to get away? I, I just want him to be here. I just want him to be here. And when I'm here, I don't want to feel like, like I'm um, in a cage. I just feel like I, I don't move unless we're moving together. Does that... Does that make sense? Oh, yes, darling. I lost three husbands because they felt the same way. She laughs. Joanne, I missed you. Really? I'm sorry that I'm acting so... I, I, I've i just had a lot of stress lately. Yeah. My career is just kind of... Everything's taken a turn, and... and... I take her hand. Some people come to Hollywood, and they're going to be the queen or the king... Some people come to Hollywood and they're going to be next to the king or the queen. You wanted to be a princess. And there's just, well, there's just not a lot of room for that, dear. But how about this? Rita wants you to be seen, but I know that you don't want to do all the talking. Why don't we go down be seen and maybe we can find a quiet spot outside and we'll just sit and look at the stars have a breath of fresh air i think i'd like that i wish you were here instead of her i feel like i feel like she's just here because of him walter yes Mm. yes she is she likes being with the king gail yes could you make a spot hidden rule uh-huh It's our first roll of the season. (gasps) I made it. Okay. What was your your score? A 45 and I rolled a 42. Very nice. It's a regular (laughs) success. You can see on the ground by her bed a medicine bottle that is the cap is. You don't even know where the cap is. The cap is open. There's a couple pills uh, in the carpet by the bottle. And you can clearly read that the medicine is a tranquilizer called Milltown. Oh. Fairly popular tranquilizer Have in I the United it? States. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Possibly. If you're if you're if you've ever had any type of anxiety, 
it is possible that somebody prescribed this drug to you for those listening uh, and for those watching. What's up? Milltown is a real uh, anxiety medicine that was prescribed to everybody, particularly women, housewives. It was first marketed to housewives who were dealing with the stress of being stay-at-home mothers, homemakers. There are advertisements. You can look these up online of marketing Milltown to pregnant women who are dealing with the stress. Uh, there's a particular ad that shows a pregnant woman looking at the price tag of a crib. And if you're dealing with the anxieties of pregnancy and parenthood, get on Milltown. And uh, there's also another ad uh, that you recall seeing in a magazine of uh, kids playing Ring Around the Rosie. And the ad has all these statistics showing how good for kids, for young children, as young as infants, can take Milltown. <laughs> all that anxiety as an infant, I guess. Wow. Times have not changed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. Okay. Um, I take note, mental note of that okay. and just kind of help her get up and moving and even say, you know, well, I do want her to be seen. So we, I kind of just help her go through the stairs and shoo people away as they approach. We're talking, we're talking. Augie, you, you leave art while this is happening. You see that there are more people in the backyard. Four individuals uh, that are staring up at the skies take a move back there. And uh, the man, this scholarly individual that we know as Dr. Nigel Morgan, turns around and he says, uh, Hello, fellow traveler. Interested in the skies? Oh, very much so. I've certainly dabbled in astronomy myself, though I, I don't claim to be an expert. Uh, indeed. I, I, you know, I'm actually an astrophysicist. Oh, <laughs> Well, I pale in comparison to your knowledge. Well, at least we know where we stand. <laughs> so what mysteries of the universe are we uncovering tonight? Well, tonight we're viewing Venus. Did you know we could see it? Uh, we'll see it for a, a fair amount of time now, uh, if you'd like to take a look. Uh, I'll point to the one that I think is Venus. If you want me to do an astronomy roll, I will. I love people who choose to roll. <laughs> <laughs> 72. That's I'm pointing nowhere close. <laughs> You point and he looks and you go, ah, Venus over there. And he grabs your hand and guides it about 50 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> and he goes, very close. Ah, well. Almost. I know Venus is the brightest thing in the sky. I, I, I just thought I saw something brighter. It, it happens uh, to the best of us. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I am but an astrophysicist. And uh, please, please uh, look. And you you turn to uh, look into the telescope. Mm -hmm. And somebody you know is blocking the way, looking in the telescope now. Who's in the way? It's a little girl. I give her a smile and uh, give her a... Uh a little sign of asking if I could, if I, if I could look through the telescope. She keeps her eye on the viewfinder and she waves you off. And Dr. Nigel Morgan says, it's not going to bite. I, uh, I forgot to bring my spectacles. I don't think I'd be able to see much of anything at all. And he looks at you with a quizzical face. 
it, it is pretty bright. I, I'm sure you could see it through there. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, you know, and he, he holds up his glasses. He goes, here, you can borrow mine. You know, perhaps we have a similar affliction. He takes off his glasses. I'm sorry. I, I know this might be alarming or disturbing to some, but I do sense that there's someone else looking through the telescope as we speak. What do you mean? Well, you see, I, I am a medium, and I, I can sometimes sense spirits. And right now there is a little girl that is looking through the telescope, and I'm trying not to disturb her. Hello again, dear listeners. It's Jay, and I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I'm stepping in for the briefest of moments to inform you on how you can show your appreciation for the work we're doing here at Out of Depth. One way you can help out is to just recommend the show to friends and strangers. Our goal is to get our stories out to as many ears as we can, so word of mouth is huge for us. Recommending the show to your friends or leaving a review at whatever site you're listening to us at, that goes a long way to helping us find and build our audience. But Jay, you may say, can't I just give you a small fraction of my expendable income? How do I get it from my pocket to yours? Well, you can go to patreon.com slash get out of depth and subscribe at any tier you feel comfortable with for as long as you would like to. Our patrons get all kinds of behind-the-scenes info on the work that we do here at Out of Depth. They also get first view of our raw recording videos for each episode of the show, and they get exclusive access to our postseason Q&A where we, the cast, discuss the story and why we made the terrible decisions that we did. So if you want that kind of access to us, you're only going to get that at patreon.com slash getoutofdepth. That money helps us pay for artists and collaborators and expands our ability to create fun stories for you to enjoy. We don't do ads or paid endorsements of games, which means support from our listeners like you is absolutely vital to our growth. If you want to be a part of that, you can do it at patreon.com slash getoutofdepth. Thank you so much. And with that out of the way... Let's get back to the show and see what dark shadows our investigators will step into next. I'm a little confused, sir. What uh, are you on about? And the the other people, by the way, Haley, are you here or did you leave, leave? No, no, I stayed here for a bit and this is definitely interesting. Feel free to interject at any time if you want to say anything to this guy. Yeah. Talking about a girl. I, I, I do apologize. I, I don't usually dive in quite this deep so fast, but uh, I I would feel disrespectful stepping where someone else is already. you saying you see God. <laughs> I think I think somebody's had a little too much to drink. I know, I know. Uh, men of science usually uh, have a hard time grasping what uh, might exist beyond the plane. There are things that you understand about astrophysics that obviously I can barely fathom, but I do have a gift that allows me to uh, see different planes that you might not be able to. Uh, who, who is this young girl that we see? I- if uh, I'll use some of my uh, scientific theory to uh, investigate and we will, uh, this will be a, a chance for everyone to see if we can come to an understanding between a scientist and a, uh, what would you call yourself, sir, a uh, spiritualist? A medium, yes. 
a medium. <laughs> this is a, a a young girl that that unfortunately passed away uh, several weeks ago, and I crossed her path several weeks ago myself, and and she clearly uh, was shocked to be seen. Spirits can obviously always be very uh, lonely people if they don't have anyone to interact with. And once I saw her, she she has followed me. And I've been trying to uncover exactly why she might still be here. So she is here now, and you could communicate with her. She is. She's looking through your telescope right now. Okay. Could you ask her to, I, I, I know the very thing, I tell you what, and he reaches into his, his, the pocket, the inside pocket of his jacket, and he pulls out a, a very small Steno pad and he flips it open and he gets a, a pin out of his vest pocket and he writes down something that you can't see and he rips the paper off, tucks it back in. I'm going to hold this piece of paper behind my back. Let us ask our spirit to read it for you. And if you can read what is on this piece of paper, then you will have earned my respect, sir. I uh, try and get Millie's attention, and I sign to her, do you have any interest in playing a game with this with this man? And everybody's watching you do uh, these gestures. Millie looks up at you, and she does like a shoulder shrug. I'll, I kind of nod to her. And say, he's testing me. But if you'd rather look at the stars, I understand. She crosses her arms across her chest and she walks and you can see wet footsteps and the water dissipates very quickly after she uh, lifts her foot. The the wet marks only stay there for a very short amount of time. And she kind of bellies up to him. Dr. Nigel's followed your gaze in front of him and he goes is she is she in front of me right now she is if i stick my hand out i wouldn't but if i did well i i think it can casually happen all the time but i've always think when you know something is there it's a little lack of respect to just invade someone's space fine i'll play along (laughs) sir if you could be so kind would you turn around and if she's standing in front of me i will show her this piece of paper she can read can she not she can okay Haley, what are you doing as this is about to happen? I'm trying to get closer to see. I was going to ask, can I see the footprints? No, uh. there's no evidence uh, that anything is here. When he when he starts to talk about like the fact that she's moved and disrespecting space, I think I do kind of wave my hand in front of the telescope where she was. I like do like a... Hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> feel anything? Yeah. It's oddly cold. You can feel a shift in temperature in that space. It's very slight. Oh, I stuff my hands in my pockets and I move a little closer. Augie, you turn around and Haley, you see Dr. Nigel reveal a piece of paper in front of him and he's holding it about at his midsection where he would think a child's face would be. Uh, but he's he's unsure and he's got kind of he's shaking his head. He rolls up the paper, puts it in his pocket. Okay, sir. Uh, I believe your specter has had her time to uh, decipher this message. Uh, what did I say? Would you like me to do a roll for sign language? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Not good. I would like to ask her to say it slower, maybe, and push. All right. So she or... starts making the sign. Dave, could you tell us what is your sign language score that you're trying? What's your target number you're trying to go? It's a 60. 60. And uh, I'm assuming you rolled something quite higher than that. 93. Yeah. Ooh, cutting it close. <laughs> cutting it close to a fumble. You look quizzical at her as she's making the signs for for what she's trying to tell you. And when you're, she's just kind of moving in a way that you're not catching all of it. It sounds like she's talking about catching a bus. <laughs> and you're like, that's, you're not sure if that's what it is yeah. at this and, point. You feel like you could be guessing. Yeah. And so you sign to her slower, please. Yeah. And you can tell everybody around you is getting a little uncomfortable and a grin is starting to form on the face of Dr. Nigel Morgan. You want to push this role, is what you're saying. I do. She huffs and goes <laughs> very slowly. Roll again, Dave. There will be consequences to failing this time. <laughs> What'd you get? 76. Oh, man. Yeah. You want any luck? Nope, that's can't do much. both. Okay. Oh, that's right. Can't, you can't do, do can't do pushing and luck. luck. Uh, uh, that's right, that's right. As we discussed earlier, it's either one or the other. Sadly, Dave. Yeah, man, <laughs> she's talking. She's she's this got some words talking, in there that I I just don't. She's know. like, get on the bus. <laughs> that's what you hear. Oh man, <sighs> I just picture her like emphasizing like really hard, and it's almost <laughs> like <laughs> like that makes it worse. <laughs> What do you say, Dave? What does Augie say? For those listening, David has gone a full 20 seconds. <laughs> Furious. Oh. Furious that he has failed this. Twice. Twice. And he has Mathematical a 60%. probabilities be damned. This is going to be your favorite game because the math yeah. just like. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, sir. Well, uh, I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to prove my legitimacy tonight. I, I frankly cannot understand what she's saying. You see, I've, since I've met her, I've started taking sign language lessons, and uh, I don't understand everything yet. Dr. Nigel Morgan, his shoulders go slack, and you can feel he's actually disappointed. And he reaches out, and he puts his hand on your shoulder, and he says, You seem like a good boy. <laughs> but your act is not ready for prime time. I understand why you think that way. And I wish I could fully tell you how, how much this is not an act at all. If this was an act, I wouldn't have engaged in the game in the first place. But as a man of science and as a man that needs uh, demonstrations in order to uh, prove what is real, I understand why you would think that of me. Well... It was a fun game while it lasted, though. I have to admit, I'm a little disappointed. It seemed to end anticlimactically. I am... Um, I'm going to bid you leave, sir. <laughs> well, uh, that's very direct. I bid you a good night. And he opens up the door, and the couple kind of look at you and shake their head and follow <laughs> with him. Haley, what do you do? You When the door opens, you hear Art 
go, did you listen to that fucking guy? <laughs> and then they close the door. You don't get to hear the rest of the conversation. What you do, Haley? I'm going to take my this this fellow in that just walked out here. How how are you handling this right now? Augie, yeah, how does Augie look as they name? walk off? Uh, yes, I will. Frankly, I'm a little embarrassed. I just made a fool of myself. Why'd you do that? <laughs> could have just lied to you. Why'd you take his bait? Well, I I thought I could demonstrate something pretty remarkable, but uh, unfortunately, my communication skills are are not what I want them to be in order to truly understand the little girl. I don't think you would have accepted the bet if you didn't think you could do it. It's just a little odd. It is. I mean, in a way, I feel odd of making a sideshow of her because that doesn't feel right but she she was okay with playing along i just i just did not understand what 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 she was trying to say to me she's still here yes i look around a little nervously (laughs) um where she's standing off to my left you felt something didn't you i don't know what i felt uh it was interesting uh there there was there's a bit of bit of cold over there by that by that telescope yeah, that's where she was standing. Yeah, some people that have uh, are attuned to certain things can can certainly feel things that others can't. Seems like you have a foot into a spiritual realm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's uh... a, a toe. Excuse me, ma'am. A toe. It's okay. Some people have more attunement to things that they can't see than others. At that moment, Rita West comes out. And she goes, what happened? (laughs) They're all leaving. (sighs) And she turns around and you can just see like the, the parlor that was quite full is starting to empty out. Like half of people are just putting their coats on. Oh, Dr. Nigel tried to play uh, a parlor game with me and uh, the spirit could not uh, divulge his game. What? I don't even know what that means. You're talking old Greek to me again. Will you be able to perform this evening? <laughs> of course, of course, Rita. Don't you worry. That I, I've, I'm feeling so much energy in here that that absolutely we can certainly have a, a night of of great extravagance and joy. There's there's a lot of great energy in this house. And she looks back at the parlor and the people leaving, and she goes. I don't know about the extravagance or the joy. It seems like you've brought ridicule here. I won't lie, Rita. I did make a bit of a fool of myself. But that happens sometimes. I I can't have spirits on leashes to perform tricks like dogs. That's not what I thought we signed up for. I thought (laughs) we were absolutely getting the whole pony show. Yes, we, 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 of course, later tonight, we, we can have the full pony show. There are definitely spirits here that want to make their presence known. And you will have the evening that you want for those who want to suspend what they know about the real world and dive into that of the spiritual. Okay. Although, I don't think Art Berman would uh, would be appropriate for tonight. No, Art is leaving and he's taking his coterie of extras with him. Well, you <laughs> wanted this to be an exclusive event. When the people that leave hear about what happened tonight, they will be so jealous that they left. Yes. 
but I wanted them to want to stay. I wanted to make them leave. I wanted it to feel exclusive. And now it feels like we're just the leftovers. No offense, she says at Haley. <laughs> None taken. Well, can you be ready? Because I think it's time. There's not many of us left anyways. And uh, Zelda is, she's in need of a pick-me-up for sure. And I'm sure this is going to just add more anxiety to her. And that's when we cut over to Joanne Lamore, who is leading Zelda down the stairs. And people are starting to pack up and go. And Art says, are you staying for this? Of course I am. I'm staying with Zelda. <sighs> of course you are. Zelda, dear, these people are taking advantage of you. These people? Yes. Do not fall for that charlatan out there. And the con games that he is trying to play. Oh, Art, 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 just go. Just leave. Nobody wants you here. Zelda, do you want him here? Zelda looks at you and then looks at Art, who has been her boss before. Oh, okay, so she takes longer than, like, two seconds to answer? Yes. See? Leave. <laughs> and she kind of shrinks back behind your elbow. Zelda, when Walt comes back, <laughs> Tell him to call me, please. And uh, we'll discuss this over dinner. Please look out for yourself. And he holds out his arms and Dennis puts the jacket onto him. They and leave. I say goodbye, Bruce, to Dennis. <laughs> and Dennis goes, it's never mind. <laughs> Bruce is way better than Dennis. Bruce is Bruce is, is, is a quality name. You're right, Bruce. Um, <laughs> we should have had you come up with the name. Uh, <laughs> instead of putting that on me. <laughs> Art Berman closes the door and the swinging door of the kitchen opens up and Miss Martinez, who is the chef, says, where is everybody? She has another tray of crackers with olives on them. They've gone. What? Miss Zelda, what do you want? What, what do I do with all this food? Zelda Grantham <laughs> says, you can have it if you want. And <laughs> Joanne, you see Miss Martinez go... My family's not going to eat this. And <laughs> turns, goes back into the kitchen. And that is when Rita and Augie and Haley walk in. And she goes, Zelda, I'm sorry. There was a, a, Art was being a jerk and we wanted him to go anyways. Right. So, you know, we got what we wanted, but look who's here. And she turns to Augie and she says, okay. Turn it on. Whatever it is. Ah, you must be the lady of the house. Hello, Zelda. It's fantastic to meet you. And Zelda pulls herself away, and she puts out her hand. And for a brief moment, everybody in the room sees the grace of the star that is Zelda Grantham. It is brief. And when she extends her hand and you take it, she squeezes your hand very tightly. Almost like the distance between you and Joanne, who she was just standing next to, is this incredible ocean that she is trying to cross. And you are a life preserver. I start trying to give her a bit more support and uh, find, a, find a chair for her to uh, sit down nearby. Thank you. I, I, I'm getting a little dizzy in the evening is... It feels so early. Is uh, what, what time is it? And Rita says, it's only 10. Where is the best place for us to uh, have our little seance? We have a uh, the dining room. 
Uh, Tell us what you need. Well, uh, in order for me to do this properly, I will need to submerge myself in water. Now, we can either do this inside. I can have a large bowl. We could go out to the pool under the moonlight. Or, uh, you know, if you have a clawfoot tub, that can be an extravagant way to have have a, a, a quite an evening as well. So Well, and she turns to Joanne and Haley, and she says, I don't know if we all want to gather in the bathroom. It's a little crowded. I feel a little foolish in the water closet, don't you? Yes, let's go out to the pool. Pool? You're really going to get in the water? It's something that uh, will help my process. Absolutely. A pool would be perfect. Oh, this is going to be ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think it'll be a memorable evening. Don't you worry. Haley Stone, Joanne Lamore, Zelda Grantham, Rita West, and August Strom walk out into the backyard where there is a in-ground pool. And August, how do you prepare yourself for what you're about to do? So I unbutton my vest, I take off my jacket and my shoes, and start just kind of, kind of calming myself. And I turn to Zelda and I say... Zelda, is there someone that you would like to talk to from the beyond? I, I, I don't know. I um, And Rita says, I don't, I think we're, we're a dealer's choice, as it were. Of course. I will try and sense what spirits are around us, and we'll see who might answer the call. Zelda says, you, Walter says this house is very old. Maybe somebody who used to live here. I, sometimes I feel like somebody's in the house with me when I'm alone. Oh, really? Very interesting. What type of presence do you get from this this spirit? Uh, I, I, I think they care for me. Ah, but it's but not someone you know. It's potentially someone that used to live here. Maybe I... Sometimes I, I feel so scared, but I wonder if maybe they're scared. Hmm. Well, tonight seems like a perfect evening to try and figure out who this spirit is and what their connection to this house is. Because if we can learn more about them, it could actually make your home an even more inviting place. And you'll never feel alone. Oh, I think I'd like that. I think I'd like that. And she's gripping the hands of Rita and Joanne. You feel her grip around your wrist. She says, I think I'd like that. What, 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 what do we do? And you're starting to see life, uh, a fire, start to spark up in this young woman. Now... Zelda, this works a lot better when someone has personal connection to the spirit, but I want you to focus as hard as you can on the energy that you've felt from the spirit, how it makes you feel, what type of energy you feel like they give to you and in the house, and try and see if you can focus on that to try and give that spirit a desire to be here, to be with us. Can you do that, Zelda? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I think I understand you. Yes. Okay. Now, what I am about to do can be disturbing to some, but I do have to get myself in a state that uh, is quite near death itself in order to try and communicate with spirits that I've never talked to before. All right? Do be careful. Of course. So I kind of slowly... I still have. I still have my slacks and my shirt on, but I, I gingerly kind of climb into this pool 
and kind of just start floating on my back very calmly. And then is, is the moon shining nice and bright out here? It is now. That's great. And I start just allowing myself to sink into the pool and submerge underwater. And you can hear the sounds and murmurs of the uh, four women at the side of the pool. As you sink, your ears fill up with water and those murmurs become muffled. Close your eyes and you're weightless in the dark. Your lungs start to burn and you know this feeling. And you push your focus past that burning sensation in your your chest and you look deeper into the dark recesses of the abyss that you're floating in and you try to find that thin place where you can contact the spirits. David, how many magic points are you about to spend for this spell? I am going to use 12. That's 12. You're completely submerged. That's another. The moon is shining down on you. That's another. I don't know about Zelda's focus and and whether she's able to bring any type of uh, energy to... Let's find out. Mm -hmm. All right. You're not going to be able to get anything for that. So we have 14 points times 5 gets us to 70. Oh, we're also at the house. Because we're at the house. Oh, we are at the... I'm sorry. 75. 75. 75 is the number. Yeah. All right. 65. Man. All right. I needed those bonuses. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Cut it close. So now they'd probably see me kind of like almost kind of struggling and air bubbles kind of coming up through the pool as I'm kind of... Are you sure he's all right? I I think this is part of the show. We, We shouldn't. Uh, we'll just give him another. Uh, I don't know how much longer. Just, just wait. Just wait. It's it's, it's going to be okay. I, I, he's a professional. Right, it's it's part right. of the show. It's part of the show. I'm nervously taking off my jacket just in case I have to jump in for him. Okay. I nod at at Haley like. <laughs> good, good call. Thinking. Good call. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Even Rita's like, yes, stand by. <laughs> I'm not jumping in there with this dress on. Augie, you start to convulse a little bit. And you push through and you can feel that thin place and it feels you back. You feel your body drift into it and the spirits, they're here. They're all around you. And now all you have to do is open your mouth and breathe them in and trust that no water will fill your lungs. Do you trust that, David? I trust it fully, and I open. You can feel a weight in your throat, and it is unlike anything you've ever experienced. How is it different from... It feels like something thick is in your windpipe. It's not going further down into your lungs and filling them like it has before. It's stuck And you can hear a whisper in your ear. Fine. Bonnie. And you panic. You open your eyes and you're in the pool. And you can see that Haley 
Miss Lamore's driver is about to jump in and rescue you. And you all see his eyes almost bulging out of his head as he lifts himself out of the water. You can't breathe. Air is not filling your lungs. Something's in your throat. And everybody is staring. And the taste of metal fills your mouth. You start to gag. Rita. Oh, oh God. What, what is happening? And Augie, you can feel something metal, physical, in the back of your throat. I try and cough and just like reach in and try and see what's in there. Joanne Lamore, Haley Stone, you see this young man sticking his his hand, his fingers down his throat, and you feel a loop of metal, and you're just able to get your index finger and your thumb around it, and you pull, and it's long, and <laughs> from your mouth, you pull a key. I, I kind of stare at it with bewilderment and try and just like cough and catch my breath. And I kind of uneasily say, <clears throat> I'm so sorry. I, this hasn't happened to me before. What, 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 what happened? What is that in your hand? I investigate this key and, and just, what does it look like? Is there engravings in it? It's like, a brass what? key. The, uh, the end of which is kind of a, a fleur-de-lis on one end. Uh, do I still sense a sp- uh, like a spirit? I mean, typically when I do this, there's... Yeah, this is not like other times. So now that I'm out of the pool, like, I don't sense anything. They're pulling... Yeah, they're pulling you up. And Zelda says, what is that? It's a, it's a key. I was... Where did you... How did you get that? Zelda, do you recognize it? There's a Florida Lisi on it. Oftentimes keys are decorated like like what they unlock. Does this key mean anything to you? That key belongs to Walter. It unlocks his office. And I'm never to go in his office. <laughs>